Welcome to Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Jesse and Lance are talking Tigers with the voice of the Tigers, Gino DiPaoli. Oh my goodness! Tiger players, coaches, and WHL insiders across the league. Tigers Uncaged. Starts now. Tigers Uncaged. Welcome inside another edition of Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. My name is Jesse. Appreciate you taking your time out and listening to the podcast dedicated to your medicine hat. Tigers running solo this week. Our good friend Lance Dog, color commentator, he is currently in St. Louis hanging out with Randy Orton and Nelly at the Gateway Dirt National. So we'll have him back uh, next week. But we got a lot of stuff to get into regarding the Medicine Hat Tigers as we enter the final week before the holiday break. Now the Tigers, they took on the Lethbridge Hurricanes already this week. Big win for the Tigers there. Now they get set for a very busy weekend. Two big matchups against the Calgary Hitmen at the Saddle Dome. And again, those Lethbridge Hurricanes at Co-op Place Saturday night. Two big games uh, coming off a big win at the NMAX Center in Lethbridge. Uh, I wanted to try something new. Gino's going to join us here momentarily. We'll dissect the game on Wednesday night. But I kind of wanted to get his pregame interview with Coach Josh Mazur before the game on Wednesday against Lethbridge. Because I think a lot of what he said there will go into what they have to do Saturday. Because you know the Lethbridge Hurricanes, they're going to seek revenge on the 6-2 loss against the Medicine Hat Tigers. So they are going to be hungry. They are going to be a little bit rougher than what we saw on Wednesday. But uh, here's Gino talking to Coach Josh Mazur before the game in Lethbridge. The assistant coach of the Medicine Hat Tigers, Josh Mazur. And Coach, uh, you know, a great weekend against Edmonton. You get the four of a possible four. They're all central division points, and you get yourself that seven-point window. Uh, I think just overall getting into this week, uh, what's what's preparations been like for what's going to be two huge games against Lethbridge? And, of course, don't forget about that Calgary game there on Friday as well. Just you know, It's setting up to be an intriguing week, and you know, a lot of characters are going to be needed this coming stretch here, three games and four nights. Yeah, it's it's a big week uh, going into the Christmas break here. I mean, uh, it's, anytime you can face Lethbridge, it's easy to get fired up for that. It's probably uh, one of my favorite times in my life playing Lethbridge. Like I love playing Lethbridge. Like it's it's just such a great rivalry. Um, it's easy to get excited for uh, the boy. The boys are going to be fired up coming to this tough building, and then a couple of tough games after. But uh, one game at a time. We're going to have to look after tonight, get a good start, and get after them. One big thing from that loss, uh, you, you guys came back, were able to at least get a point out of it on November the 3rd. Uh, the, the word is structure and a simple game that they play and can kind of wear a team down sometimes when you run into so much structure. How do you want? How does one counter structure, even though every team has their own kind of structure that they want to go about their business doing? Yeah, we, we've got to be worried more about what we do than what they do for sure. We've got to play our game. We, we've got to play the way we want to play in our, on the road. We've got to get pucks behind. We've got to get on pucks, especially early. We've got to funnel lots of pucks to the net. Um, we, we've got to play our game. They, they're not going to give us a lot. So, I mean, we've got to work. We've got to battle to get inside. It's, it's going to be a tough, gritty game. How do you match the, sort of the, the lineup you got now? And you, we get to really test your depth here the next couple of days and really help. And, you know, maybe there's the odd sniffle going around or guys are maybe thinking about it. And there's going to be moments where there's lapses. And in the next, I would, well, as I do with my terrible math here, six times three, 180 minutes left to go before Christmas. And just, you know, how, how does one get, what's the management like with this group coming into the next three, into the next three games? I think I might have repeated myself a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, the, the game's. It's never perfect, but we're we're striving to be perfect. We're going to work to be perfect. Uh, we've we've got a standard of excellence that we uh, 
that we hope to achieve. And I mean, it, it doesn't always go our way, but I mean, the, the biggest thing is re- rebound and being resilient, um, being mentally prepared, being ready to go, um, being ready for when the puck drops. I mean, uh, shift after shift, if we can get that depth uh, within our lineup, get get four lines rolling, um, that is going to help us for sure uh, in this so many games in a short stretch. So uh, yeah, all, all those things uh, should contribute in like what you said. I mean, is three and four but I mean after that we get a rest so right right now it's kind of uh, empty the tanks till Christmas rest after that and we'll come back rejuvenated you kind of look at just the, that last game in Edmonton especially after coming off a, a blowout win and you, it, you know you gave up the first one the first shift of, of the game and you guys came back and battled and it was just a difference again we've kind of mentioned it all season a different style of winning and how to go about your business uh, Zach Sahara settles in thought was terrific and now with, with the sort of injury that we've got with Evan May and it's going to be Ethan McCallum tonight and uh, some of Zahara and McCallum sprinkled in, in the last three games is how you know for the opportunity that is given by those two that they have this week to really try and take reins of, of all they can do yeah I just kind of um next up I guess like mentality like they're they're they've been good they've all three been good so um they, they, they all deserve to be in there right now. Like Ethan deserves a start, so um, we need him tonight. I mean, then to get some rest, we'll get Zach. Like the the advantage of that is the guys get to rest. Like it's I know they talk in the NHL all about load management, and, and they've, there's even talk in the future of teams going to three goalies at a full time rotation. So I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I, our guys can be well rested, especially in this sort of time. So that, that hopefully is an advantage to us. No headaches with three goalies, hey. <laughs> no, no, it's it's all good. It's like we're winning, so I mean the, the 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 success is there, and I mean it's it's been good for all the guys. So. Coach, appreciate the time as always, and best of luck tonight against yeah, Lethbridge. Thanks, Gino. I love that. Love the fact that we can uh, pull some audio there before the game. And the Tigers, I mean, they started a little bit slow in that game against Lethbridge. I, I didn't know what to expect in that game, but uh, they really turned it on the, the second half of the second period and all of that third period. Gino's going to join us here momentarily. We'll dissect that game and more on Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts, you need to know. More hockey talk on the way. Let's go, boys! It's Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends at Windsor Plywood. Uh, Of course, no Lance here, so it's always fun when me and the mouth from the south just get to hang out. Who knows what we're going to talk about. Mr. Gino DePaoli in studio. Hello, friend. Straight, uh, well, last night, I guess, big game in Lethbridge. That was a huge game. Big start to the week. I mean, I, I think that now we're at a point where any of these Central Division matchups are huge. Well, when you look at it this way, going into the game on Wednesday against Lethbridge, you were eight points clear of Lethbridge f- from first to third. You're now 10 points Man. clear of Lethbridge. You're 16 points clear of Calgary, who are sitting in the five spot. Yep. 
and you just kind of look. You've got some separation with Swift Current and Red Deer. Swift Current's in the two, but Red Deer and Swift will be playing this week, and who knows how that goes. You hope it's just not a three-point night for somebody. You hope somebody wins and somebody loses in regulation. Man, if you could somehow pile together two more wins and get to 22 wins before the Christmas break, A, wow, doing it. But your separation, pending how the rest of the week goes for everybody else. Now, at the same time, you could drop the next two, and then that gap narrows. If you would have lost to Lethbridge last night, that gap from eight goes down to six, and you're just, you know, it's just tight. It's a little bit too interesting. Yeah, but it's nice to have that little bit of a buffer, especially going into the holidays. I've always said, and this is something that I always thought about in my older times in junior A because it was always chasing – who you know the team up the road and getting into single digit losses as long as you can cuz eventually you are going to lose games i think even at the end what seattle had 12 losses or something like that and they won the whole ball of wax but see so if you could stay at 8 or technically 9 losses if you lose one of the next two and you are single digit losses you've got 21 to 22 wins it would be astronomical. I know a lot of things can still happen on the other side of that because you're going to have some really big Red Deer games coming up after Christmas and even with the Lethbridge and a Swift right after Christmas too. That are That's all those Central Division games that you mentioned. And if you can come away the way you are, at least keep getting points, it just makes Everybody's got to sweat where you maybe don't have to sweat as much yeah. and you can kind of tank, you can kind of play with your lineup a little bit if you have to. You can kind of sit down and look, okay, what do we need? Does this team make a move before Jan 10 for a, for a body of some shape or form or age yeah. to help their lineup? I think there has been – the phone has been picked up lightly in the Tigers' office, but not much. But I, can, I think if you want to see where you are, it's like, you know what? What can we do with this team yeah. this year? I think this is a, an opportunity to not say for, say, go for it all in, but, you know, what would it cost to do – blank and blank to get us to here yeah. and make things better. It is going to be very interesting because I know we usually say, ah, it's a little too early to talk about trade deadline, but, I mean, we are getting close. Oh, we're there. Right after right after the last game against Lethbridge, it's right there. Because, it's there. Yeah. So it, it is very interesting because, you know, from the outside looking in, you look at this team as saying, you know what, there's probably a plan here within three years. Of you course know, there is. McKenna's uh, draft day or draft year, that's probably when this team's going to be really, really good. I don't know if we're surprised by the success that they've had right now, but the fact that there's not a lot of teams running away with it and we're in the conversation of running away with it, mm-hmm. it does beg to wonder if the Tigers will do anything because they they have a lot that they don't have to give up right now. That's true. And it, you look at what's maybe – I just kind of look at the ages of sort of certain players. We obviously see with Jack Kaczkowski coming in as an 07 big with that group. Just with the defense, because you've got your three 20-year-old defensemen this year. Mm-hmm. That's as deep at defense as you're going to be. Next year won't be a lapse or anything like that, because Josh Van Mulligan and Reed Andreessen are going to have those extra games played. That could counter base up. You don't have a 20-year-old defenseman next year. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. So I'm curious if there's an 4 out there maybe you want to try. But then again, you get into another 20-year-old problem in the next year. But maybe that's not an issue for yeah. now. But if you, I think with this group, with their defense, and if goaltending can continue to stay stay hot or <laughs> stay consistent, you've got an opportunity to to maybe just kind of look, just kind of look over at the horizon. 
have a glimpse over yeah. the Saskatoons and the Moose Jaws yeah. and and say, I'm coming. We're coming yeah. for you. Because it's it's to me, I've always thought that you need that leadership on the blue line. This like team's you, got it. If you can always have at least one overager on the blue line. And so if you look at next year, I mean, Van Mulligan could potentially be a guy who's, who is going to be the leader of this team. Does it start next year? I don't know. But do you look at a 19-year-old that you look and trade for so you can use him as an overager next year? There's a lot of questions. It's a million-dollar question that the wrong guy is sitting in the wrong chair to ask yeah, that question. We get to do the fantasy GM, the fantasy yeah. booking on how we would do it. I, I'm sure the, the big guy will come in at some point this season and have a visit with you two again, so yeah. that's going to be fun. I I don't know what you do here. I, I don't think you want... Potentially, if this team stands pat, it's not going to not going to surprise us, right? Didn't happen last year, or there was nothing that happened last year, and no. they made the playoffs with the team that they had. Mm-hmm. Wasn't their year last year? Yeah. Now I know they're not quite there yet. It feels like it. And I was having a really good chat with Dustin Forbes yesterday because he was kind of. Like, I see some comparables of this team when Lethbridge had some of their early runs with Brent Kissio, and they would score their ways out of trouble. Yep. And then when it got to the playoffs, it got hard. Yep. So maybe, and I think the difference there is Drew Krebs and Rhett Parsons last night. They only had to kill two penalties, but man, they were out for about a minute and a half on the one. I th- and you mentioned the leadership with defense with those two. When it when it gets heavy and tough, I think they're ready for it, and I think that can help out. And then everybody else can draw right back into it. And the depth of this team, you you wish. I think the biggest addition for this team would be if on the health and status of Braden Bame. Right. If he's able to come back and bring that speed and a help in the playoffs, that would be like a trade itself right now because mm-hmm. he's been gone for so long. I don't know if it happens. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I know there's things Hey, listen, that we got guys like, uh, what's the guy in the, the Jets who busted his Achilles and comparatively it might be playing this week? Aaron Rodgers. So oh, science, yeah. who knows? I mean... You could have a season-ending injury and be back in three months. Yeah, if you rehab it, and I think with Braden, he could. I, I, I don't know. I think it's going to take some time because you want him to be lightning fast. Yeah, you don't yeah. want him to not be quick. Yeah. That's his game. Yeah. But And that's a long way down the road. You look at guys like Vasil Spilka come back in the lineup that have done their thing. Yeah, there's an itch to get in. Uh, Nate Corbet playing forward and defense. I know he's itching to get that extra those reps, and you, you need them, whether it's – a heavy game against Lethbridge or run and gun against Swift Current. You got to learn to play in all of them, and I think there's sort of that maturation process that we have. And I think that's the same for Matt Pratch on the back end, where he's at. He got some power play time. A little bit. The Tigers only had one power play <laughs> in that yeah. game against Lethbridge, but he's getting some reps. He's, I think, by game 45 to 50, that's what you'll see. What Matt Matt makes that turn, but I hope I hope it happens sooner. But yeah. I'm not sure at this point when you've gone through the 30 games, but 22 wins, like you're at what a seven, whatever winning percentage right mm-hmm. now. That that's an impressive feat from when I inherited this job to now, where it was from 11 wins, and you've already doubled what you did all of two seasons ago with that group that was there, mm-hmm. and now you're in a spot that. Yeah, you'd want to take off. You want to do more. I know it. I I think the the number forty is very reachable at this point. But and then again, it's going to get tough in the second half. Yeah. So you don't know what you're going to end up with. And yeah, there's going to be games you're going to lose. And I think that's always something 
you try not Streaks to say always happen, right? Like well, there, this there is are certain a second four game that... winning streak the teams had this year. That was their longest. But remember, here's the streak that's better than winning four in a row. I've never lost more than two in a row all season. That's huge. That's better than the long streaks. Yeah, in a sense. I know. I agree. And you know what? Going to the the trade talks. Let, let's say they don't do anything. Usually, years pass. I'd be like, come on, do something. Let let's try and figure this out. If they don't do anything, <laughs> I. And I think a lot of other Tiger fans aren't going to be mad at that. Yeah. Because this is a good team. Yeah. This is a team that, that I think could make some noise. And we got a lot of pieces that are up and coming that maybe we don't want to get rid of right now. Well, and you've got some asset management that you're going to not have them all at the end of the day. They're, eventually, you're going you're gonna to make moves or you're going to have to do something, whatever that is. Whether that's this year, next year, or two years Off from season, now, or five it's years gonna from happen. now. It's going to happen. But we'll see how Willie goes about his business and... You know what? Willie at the helm. I remember what Bob Ridley told me when I first got here. With Willie at the helm, yep. you never know. In Willie, we trust. In Willie, we, we get it. Yeah, 100%. We get it. Yeah. At this rate, that's what it feels like. Uh, before we dive into the game against Lethbridge, uh, we were talking about, about uh, Jack Kaczkowski. Yes. Um, did he play against Lethbridge last No, time? he did not. No. How is he adjusting to the team you know, so far? I think he's got he's got to get some practices in. I know he kind of... Wasn't thrown into the deep end against Edmonton, but that was you know hometown game. That's pretty pretty big game, mm-hmm. and I could kind of see not nerves but habits from Junior A that develop, and that's that's hockey for you. Yeah, I you know I look at him like ooh kid, careful there. Yeah, like and that, but you know what? He got better as the game went on in Edmonton. Didn't play as much probably as he probably want to, but he's getting into the game. When you only played 12 games at Junior A and you're not developing, you're not going any further, what are you doing? He made the right move. Well, Tigers have done a really good job of easing players into mm-hmm. their system, right? It's not like, hey, you're here? Well, get your jersey on because you're going out there. It's PP1, let's go. Yeah, right? It's been very like slow, and the adjustment and moving period has paid off for a lot of players. Absolutely. Do we think we, we see him at all this weekend? Uh, I think you will see him in one of the two games. One of the two? Against- against either Lethbridge or Calgary. I think you, you might see him maybe the Saturday game, get a home game against Lethbridge. I'm not sure about Friday's game. Remember, there's 8D now, so it's going to be a lo- it's a log jam, and guess what? I don't think you're uh, five of those D are pretty much, guess what, I'm playing every night, so yeah, yeah. good luck to you. <laughs> but, I mean, again, it's nice to get him in, and I think Jack kind of knows that, yeah. that he's going to get more opportunity, obviously, next year. But you, you're seeing how this group works and as you slowly get in there, they're going to rely on you, and I think he's going to answer the call. It's, it's funny because, remember, let's remember with Jack, he's 16 years old. Yeah. He's, yeah. Not, he's not 17. He's not an 06, or you maybe want it to be better. Mm-hmm. He's 16 years old, and I think it was a quote. I, I'm pulling quotes today from people. Do it. Uh, from, it was, this was a while back with Josh Macer, and I think maybe we were talking about Matt Pranich, or maybe it was Harsani at the time where he wasn't, getting the reps. And this could be the same for Jack by the end of the season. You don't need to see you don't need to see a 16-year-old get 20 to 25 points or whatever, but you need to see him improve and you need him to understand the Western League game, which I think that's what the sole purpose of this season for Jack is is to get to that point where you are understanding this game and now let's see you've okay, you know how to play. Let's see your skills. Now let's throw you on something. Let's give you some responsibility on the penalty kill. Let's get you on the power play maybe. I don't know if you get there. Uh, maybe you're on power play too. I, I don't know. I know Matt Pranch got in there against Lethbridge. But, it I again, to that point where you want to see 
just progression and improvement. At 16, that is so hard to kind of decide because, you know, you're getting these, the McKennas and the Harsanis and McCann and um, where am I at here, Peranich and now Kachkowski. That's five 16-year-olds on your roster. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of mass of humanity Mm -hmm. at that age group. And there's not a lot of spots and rooms for error. No, no. But, I mean, the kids that they have up there, they've they've made it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's working right now. Uh, let's talk about last night. First period, uh, Lethbridge went up uh, about half, halfway through. Zimmer gets that goal, makes it one nothing. Lethbridge. Uh, Tigers answer back. Spoke gets one just before the intermission, I think it was. Yeah. Kind of right place, right time. 58 seconds to go, and it all starts with Cade McCann just working his tail off and stole the puck from Brady Smith behind the net and – I saw the pass. I'm like, man, he's got to shoot it right away. Or yeah, he's gonna, or he's yeah. going ma- to miss it. Or it's going to be a crazy save. But yeah. it's got to be right away. Yeah, and just well, Spill could just whack that the puck and bang in the back of the net. And it was a great shot and a great play by McCann to just not give up on it. And I think that was something the t- it was a little bit of a snoozer for a while last in that game on Wednesday where you sitting there and even when the the uh, with Trey Wilkie goal for Lethbridge at that point, I'm like. Tigers had all the momentum and everything kind of going their way. And transition played Lethbridge kind of two different, two similar plays and two similar spots where the puck went in and out. So it was, think, okay, what kind of game is this going to end up being? Could yeah. we fall asleep here? Yeah. Or you wake up and then you get a chance. A shot from the point by Josh Van Mulgan, quietly on a tidy three game point streak right, right now. So career totals of, he's looking at those past two years in the back window. Yep. And great game for him last night. He's been great. He's he's averaging about two or three shots a game the last three or four been games. Been a right? huge part of that blue line. Yeah, and quietly doing it yeah. right. And then Tyler McKenzie, uh, when they do stat corrections, he had a two point night. He did all the work. And Caden Lindstrom, I always look at his numbers. He's never had a hat trick. I think he's up to six two goal games now this he year. He gets a lot of two goal games, but he's either gets two goals or two assists. He never gets a one and one. It's kind of funny that way. I, I it's really neat, but. He's on pace, I think, to have fifty-seven or fifty-six goals this year. So he's on fire right now. It's he's been that fun shot, to watch. That shot, that shot for his second. Hoy, that's yeah. all. I wish I could have said something else on yeah. there, but it's 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 been fun to watch. It was one of those games where I was worried because you're right. The momentum did feel like it was all Tigers. Like I thought the the Tigers controlled the game for the most part, but it was like, are they going to get like forty shots? And like lose three two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was one of those. It was and, going that way for a little bit for me. And uh, and then just the third period, it was all Tigers. They're like, listen, we're not well, going to make this close at all. Well, the last five minutes of the second period, it was just you, you get that. Gre- it was a greasy goal by Lindstrom, which I'm like, great. It's great to see a goal like that by him doing that. And then you know Andrew Basha makes a great move at the point and just snuck in. He had Shane Smith. I thought he was going to give it to him, and then he snuck it short side. Under the bar on Brady Smith, who was standing, I was like, <laughs> my head kind of exploded. <laughs> but then Shane Smith gets his 16s right after that. Not bad for the Sessford sniper. He's been, you know, I think he's been battling something a little bit, but he's been still solid as a rock. Like he's playing with McKenna and McKenzie right now, and McKenna got back on the score sheet with a lone assist. You look on that goal for Shane Smith, the play he makes to go get the puck, and yeah. Pretty good play, and then also Oasis Wiseblack getting a goal. Finally, finally, they he's been the assist machine. Twenty nine assists coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, re- I, was, I haven't talked to him, but he's such an interesting. Like, if you could put a camera on him and follow him around for a week, I wish we could mic him up. 
I don't know if you want to do that. Oh, I, I think would that would love. be great. That'd be great radio. Yeah, be great television. Oh, would that be fun? We might have a few fines on our. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I mean, good. again, we talk about it every week. We do this podcast. This kid, Oasis Wiseblad, is slowly just he's progressing, and and every game he plays, he's getting better and better and better. It's it's amazing to see because I didn't know what to expect when this kid first walked in. I didn't either, and well, I think he's in the top twenty in WHL scoring now. Just. Oh, no big deal. Like I'm and just when, like when he scores it's an impact. Yeah. Like that, it, that put that was kind of like I remember when Tito Ortiz knocked out Ken Shamrock in a UFC fight and he did like the shovel move after mm-hmm. like like du- burying him. If he could have done it, that would have been the time to do yeah. it against Lethbridge. I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's the sh- bring the shovel out there cuz yeah. it was it was done." They were kind of done. Uh also what I love to see, you know, the Tigers score six goals, which you always love to see that. Yeah. Five different Tigers scoring. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of this Tiger team. It's not relied on a Kane Lindstrom to go out there and get a hat trick every night. The Gavin McKenna, we need you to get a hat trick. This team has so many weapons on it that when they're on, when they're all on, this is a team that's going to score six, seven, eight goals. Yeah, get, get, get out of the way, right? Yeah. And I, I looked at it the other night. So now there's seven players on this roster with over 20 points. That's yeah, impressive. That's very impressive. And I think you're now three with 30 because it would be uh, actually maybe four with McKenna, Basha, Weisblatt, and Lindstrom. And Lindstrom's up at the 42 points. He's got his total all of the last season. Like how he only did that in the court or almost halfway through the first, his second season. And there's talks of, you know, where he lands come Vegas yep. on 2024. He's making a good and the next uh, argument. question is like it was a you know Forbes he dropped some Forbesy bombs on me. And he just kind of last like does he even play here next year? I was like, well, I hope so. Forbes, but. you don't say that. Shut it, Forbes. Yeah, <laughs> shut it, Forbes. Just you worry about your Lethbridge Hurricanes. It was just funny. It's just like does he even play in this league? I think he does, but I don't know. We don't need another Cole Cylinder walking around. I don't need that. No one needs that. No, 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 no. no. I it's just been neat and just you know what? He's got all the tools. He's He's six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yeah, man. There's not an ounce of body fat on the kid. No. And you know what? Kudos to him. Didn't get a penalty last night. I can't remember the last time Kane <laughs> Lindstrom didn't get a penalty. Hey, no one really got a penalty. No, it was, it was a Reed Andreessen and Gavin McKenna got <laughs> oh, a minor penalty. Gav getting the holding call. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of, I was like and I saw him like, that's a penalty. <laughs> like, it wasn't like <laughs> Oh, they, 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 they screwed him, but no, I was like, Yeah, that was a uh but that's got to be nice too, right? Like there, there's been a lot of games where you know the Tigers are either defending themselves or they get a little rough, a little rambunctious, and there's some games where the penalty sheet is uh, quite large. But last night on both sides there wasn't a lot of penalties, but you'd think there would be in that heated rivalry between Lethbridge and Medicine Hat. Yeah, it, they let them play. It, there was stuff that probably should have been called on both ends, but they didn't do it. And you know what? I've said this. And again, I'm going back to things. What I like to see in the game of hockey, sure. rar, 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 if the power plays at the end of the day, or th- you get three power plays each, one per period, you didn't score it, maybe four, maybe four. You know what? I'll go three to four. If you get, if that's what both teams get. Give me two that, and a third. That's a great, that's a well ref game. I think you're right. I mean, some of those games where they're like you know, two for nine on the power plays. Like, Nine power plays, a little yeah. Like that's that's a bit of a stretch. Now, if it now if you're whacking and cracking and slashing, yeah, wow, you're yeah. gonna. And I even I remember a game in the playoffs in the AJ a couple years ago, 
It was Drumheller and Okotoks. And the power plays were 2-2. And the power, or no, maybe it was 4-4, something like that. Numbers irrelevant, but just how they were called. And then halfway through the second period, whistles were left in the locker room of the refs. Yeah. And I went to them because they refed the game again a little bit later. It was the same group. And I went to them. I said, fellas, that is the best ref game I've ever seen in my life. And why did he? What? And he's like, "Well, why is that?" I was like, "You kept it in line. Not many power plays. It was done five on five. Now I know that's not ideal for success for a lot of teams, but it was five on five in the third period, and you let them figure out in double overtime that you didn't. And he's like, "You could have. I think you wanted to, but you didn't. And that's just good referee. Always acknowledge a good ref game. Oh, it was yeah. a well ref game last night. And yeah, of course the Tigers won, so that probably helps. That a helps little too. Bit. That really helps. Uh." McCallum looked pretty good, a little shaky at first, but I think that's kind of what we've seen from McCallum is it takes him a little bit just to get into that game, like to get uh, – like Well, it took him a while to get his first shot in that game too, right? And like, maybe that had a lot to do with I it too. I think it did. I know the goal he let in on Tyson Zimmer, that was a mistake on the far side that you don't get the puck out and yeah. all kinds of ice, and that's a great A scoring chance and you bury it. Now, should you make that save? I don't know because I'm not a goalie coach. You had the goalie coach on last week who – would have a better answer for it than me. So I I thoroughly have enjoyed watching Ethan work. Yeah. He didn't have like a big rebound. I think maybe once he had that one. But Tigers were really good in front of their net. It was kind of like those games that Lance had talked about before, like defense in front of the in that in those grade A chances yeah. to you know what? Eliminate opportunities. And that's exactly what the Tigers did. They played I mean, a very Structure game. You got peppered for 17 shots, so I think that says a lot about your defense. And that doesn't happen if they give up less than 20, right? That's a pretty good night for your defense. Now, of course, the numbers will say, oh, you gave up two on 17 shots. Ah. What's the old saying? W's. W's, exactly. That's what, that's, what, that's what I'm impressed. Another guy who uh, you talked about quite a bit last night, he was on the score sheet with an assist, but uh, it, it seems like Hunter St. Martin has really upped his game. He's he's everywhere. He's he's one of those guys that is kind of filled in for Brain Bame, yeah. using his speed and being like a mosquito. And he's just like oh, everywhere, he's annoying. back check, four check. You're right. He has become annoying for the other team. He works his tail off. I, I've never seen a kid... Like I don't know how his body is going to feel when he's 35 years old. He get he you know what? He's like Shawn Michaels. He yes. just kips up. Yeah, he just gets better around. I was like what just... is and I've like seen him like fall and thud so hard into the wall. I'm like right. <laughs> and he gets right back up no, and he's, he's still like, going and just goes back the other way and yeah. skate like the wind and he, he he works he works extremely hard. He didn't have a shot last night, which I kind of thought was weird because he usually knows how to take at least a couple shots in the game and, yeah. and get them through. Yeah, I just kind of look at it and he moves the puck well. He can play it. He is an he is an interchangeable part of this lineup. He's playing with Lindstrom and McKenzie. Worked out pretty good. Yeah, uh, or sorry, Basha and Lindstrom. I know McKenzie was kind of back on there a little bit at times. Just how the Tigers were shuffling their lines a little bit. Not much. But, okay, let's just throw them back with Shane Smith for a half an hour and see what happens. Yeah. And it was it was incredible. It seems to me now we're at a point where you can shuffle these lineups however you want, and it's going to work out. Like you, like we said, we have you have your two that are pretty much in you're, concrete. You're, you're, you have your pairs, right? You have your Lindstrom and Basha together, and then you have Weisblatt and even – oh, sorry, it would be McKenna and – Jeez, I'm losing my mind today. 
and McKenna, not Weisbot, because Weisbot's played with everybody. Weisbot's got well, McKenna. Harsin. Now you got Smith and McKenzie yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah, and McKenzie is the same kind of a guy where you can put him anywhere in that lineup, and he's going to make it better. Yeah, like a hundred times out of a hundred. I like the Weisblatt and Harsani mix. You do like that, eh? You really, you like that Listen, horseradish man, thing. Man, he's getting better, is he not? He's getting Every better? game, he's getting that shot. He's feeling a little bit more comfortable. Well, then you forget Tomas Mercek's just Mercek. hanging out on the oh, other flank, man. right? And I think maybe it was an off night for that line a little bit. I know Oasis ended up with a goal there. Yeah. That was the end of a shift, too. But, I mean, the last home game that they had, they were cooking. Mercek was very good at home, and it showed. And I I, I hope that Mercek continues on that path for the end of the year. Really I think good. so. And I, and it's going to... You know, you're not going to get a four-assist night every night. No, no. But no. he's got his stock up again a little bit, and it's a big week. You're going to you're going to Calgary. Guess what? A lot of eyeballs on you in Calgary. Yeah, Always, yeah. Right? Here's the thing. I mean, anytime that you, when you're that young and you're playing in the big rink, I don't care how many people are there, usually it's a decent amount, but that's got to be in the back of your mind. That you're playing in an NHL stadium, you're like you're you're, you're well, in and, an and NHL. There's more NHL scouts at that one for sure, for sure, right? So that's kind of like where where a lot of eyeballs come. Not maybe from the fans. Like they, I don't know if Calgary. I don't know what their attendance was last night. It did not look good. I don't know why. Like even the when I watched the Edmonton game, it I see a lot of families, which I understand, yeah. right? The WHL, if you live Edmonton's in those markets, done a great job with their family stuff. They've very done good. an unbelievable job. And they do a very good job with their intermission stuff. Mm-hmm. They always bring in random people on that random stage. Dancers? Was, a, yeah, yeah, always the a dancer. Yeah, always a dance group. <laughs> I mean, their hosts need to relax a little bit. You think I'm loud. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. But, <laughs> but I wonder in the back of the head for some of these young kids, it is going to help because when they're 17, 18, 19, and those big games come up yeah. when you're in those NHL rings, it'll help. But, I mean, the back of your mind, it has to be. I think a little bit. I think once the game starts, it doesn't really matter. It's when you get to, like, if you ever get a chance to go to Rogers and somehow sneak down to a game with the Madison Tigers, I'll give you a tour of their away dressing room. I would love to. Holy Dinah. That's when when you get the, you know, pinch me moment, right? It's not, I think once you hit the bench, I know the, the video board there is, like eight miles long. That's yeah. how big it is. But well, I know Lance and I have kind of always uh, we were going to do it last year, but the first round of the playoffs, we kind of want to go with the team if yeah. possible. Except it was Winnipeg. We're like <laughs> that's the only one we're not going to. You won't go to Brandon, eh? Although Brandon's in third right now. They've won six in a row. Yeah, they're the last time they lost was against the Tigers. So they've been they've been like good hot. ever since. Yeah, I mean they got a good goaltender too. They might have the best goal in the league. They might have. Yeah. I think Bjarnason is. That's yeah. in my humble opinion. And I, as much as I, I'm, I'm on the fence about Nate Danielson making Team Canada. I think he's a great player, but he's just like, he, I, if he was a little bit more consistent. Yeah. Like I, I, I think he's a very good player, but then there's also games where like you don't even know if he played or not. Like the last game at home against, I know he scored though in that game. Remember he had a shorthanded goal. Yeah. In that game. But, and it's, it's wild because. That was that may be something we'll talk about a little bit later, but just you know, Brandon's coming up. Uh, PA's kind of slipped a little bit. They announced they're going to be called the Cobra Chickens. For I love a game. that. I love that. <laughs> I, I I know I rip on PA a little bit from times to time, just because for other reasons. But you know, they've done a really good job with some of their initiatives with the community and their jerseys. And it was funny. I was reading. I think it was maybe it was a, maybe it was Forbesy again. I was reading on his Twitter. It's like, what is going on in Saskatchewan? Because you got the slew sharks, yeah. Now you got the cobra chickens, and yeah. you had the river, or sorry, the uh, River City walleye, or whatever the Brandon Wheat Kings did for a night, oh, yeah. and, and that's a franchise that 
I didn't think you'd ever see a name change. No. And I think the other one would be the best, Matt Tigers. I don't yeah, think yeah. you'd ever see Yeah, I saw people. I don't think fans, I don't no. even think you would like no, that. No, I don't think, I, I don't know. I think it's just confusing. Well, I would like, rather you're the get, Tigers. You're the Tigers. You're the man. Tigers. I'd rather get a third jersey over changing the entire team for one night. I would like them to bring those retro orange that just I say know. Tigers. I would rather that than them being calling the Sea Lions or whatever the hell they want to call them. What would you – and I joked about this with uh, the coaching staff. and it, Oh, it was a joke, all right. And I said, uh, what about the Longhorns or something like that? Like kind of – because, you know, farming and yeah. obviously I think the Longhorns would be kind of cool or, or the Bulls or something the like bull, that. The yeah. But it was like, we're the Tigers. Yeah, that's the and then there's the Irvin Longhorn senior hockey team. You're not supposed like, they can't sully the Irvin Longhorn. No. <laughs> it was great, and it was a good chat. But yeah, though, it was kind. Of, it was kind of, and players like, oh, that'd be so cool. I'm like, would it though? Yeah. And it's a great, it's a great initiative. Swift Current knocked it out of the park they sure when they did. did it last year. They did it. They they and, went 100 percent on that. Yeah, and I would rather see in third jersey. I think, and I don't know anything about this, and I'm not going to say anything, but. There has been in the talks and then potentially in the works. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think Might happen this year. I don't know. I mean, you see all those people rocking the the bright orange hoodies. Oh, that's those tigers. are nice. They're eh? so that's, nice. If you turned that into the jersey, I think that's what you'd want. But I don't know. That would be an awesome third jersey. But okay, but that'll be for another podcast. So, you know what we're just. You know what we just did. We threw it into the universe. We threw it in the universe. Let's see if something. Sometimes that happens. We like doing that. We like doing. Although it. Lance did not get hired as a scout yet for the Tigers, we threw his name in on. Well, Twitter. he could if he cut his hair. If he cuts his, so mullet, it's his he's own. In. It's his own fault. We threw it in the universe, and he's got to cut his hair. The universe is like, well, that's actually not a bad idea. You just got to cut your hair. <laughs> I think he's gonna wait till he's done this because he's in St. Louis at the Gateway Dirt Nationals. But I think that's <laughs> why he you. grows his mullet. So he's, he's with so his he fits people. in. He was yeah, telling yeah. about. I, how long has he had the mullet for? Like oh, years. It's yeah. been a couple years he's been growing that thing. Would he ever cut it? I don't know. I don't think he can. He's scared he's going to go bald, so he's going to turn into Hulk Hogan and get the old skullet. <laughs> that would be even better. <laughs> he's got it's, nothing on it's top. because my brother-in-law, you, years ago, and he's got no hair now, but he's like had long the longest hair I ever saw, like luscious, like he was kind of a, he had red hair, and then he's like, well, I'm just going to buzz it. It'll grow back. It never grew back. back. Yeah, it was just holding on for dear life for so long. Lance will wear that uh, the do rag over his head when he goes bald, so at least he has the the hair in the back that looks like he. Had it I think we just solved like his hair problems till he's in the six foot motel with you and I. Yeah, no, I he just just pull the Hulk Hogan. Look. Yeah, just do it. Rip and then shirt. he goes to those dirt nationals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll well, fit he he, he'll fit in even more. He loves it. Uh, last thing before we go, let's hype up the weekend. Of course, the last weekend before the break uh, is a big one. Big one against the Calgary Hitmen, uh, like Huge. we said, at the Saddle Dome. I mean, the Tigers, sometimes they just have a hard time playing against Calgary. I don't know if Calgary switches some some light switch or just plays the Tigers completely different, but yeah. last time we saw Calgary in here, Tigers started really, really fast. Yep. 2 nothing right off the hop, like, we like this. And they slowly let Calgary back in, and then Calgary just. Sean Chagall had a quiet hat trick. (laughs) Yeah. They might have one of the best 20 year old forwards in the league in Chagall. But why? Like, they don't. What the team that we saw in Medicine Hat that beat the Tigers are not the same team that is. I don't even know what their record is right now, but they're like. Are they second last in the Central right now? They are. They have 25 points coming, or 26 after losing a shootout. They came back against Red Deer. And lost in a shootout. So I think they're at 26. 
Like, they're second last in the Eastern Conference. But they didn't look like it when they came here. And I don't think the Tigers played that bad. They well, just There was just a couple mistakes that Calgary was right. able to. You look at their pieces. Oliver Tolk, Sean Chagall, David Adazinski, Carson, Carson Wetch. They got some good. And the best defenseman in the Central is Carter Yakubchuk by a country oh, yeah. mile. Oh, yeah, you're true. that's true. How good has he been? And he, there's pieces there. And for whatever reason, it hasn't just formulated to efforts. And they made a trade. They traded probably my favorite player on that team in London, Hoylet, to the Vancouver Giants mm-hmm. for a fourth-round pick in 2025, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know what, they're kind of going young. I I think they probably wanted to be more where the Tigers are this year, just how the season finished and how they had pieces coming back. But A lot of people thought they'd be neck and neck in the Central. I thought they'd be right there with Swift Curran and, and Lethbridge and Matt Hatt. Yeah. I really did. I knew kind of... We knew Edmonton would probably take another year, and it kind of looks Lethbridge like is better than last year, but I think they're still there. Lethbridge might be sliding a little bit, but I'm not going to say that out loud, no. too loudly. Because no. wow. be, they'll go on a five-game heater and just be like, And it really goes here. to show you how much that goaltender in Lethbridge really helps that team. Well, no Harrison Megan was a huge loss for them last night. So Do I, we know how long he's out for? I don't think he's playing the rest of the week, and he didn't play against Swift Curran in the home-and-home last week when the Hurricanes split with the Broncos. Because he's a guy that can steal a game. So if he shows up Saturday night in co-op plays, he could be a guy that steals him a game. I agree. I don't think he's not going to be playing. I think it'll be Brady Smith or Cohen Cleaver will play for um, Lethbridge in that game from the way things are looking right now. so And then we've got, you know, it's right now it's a two-headed monster because Evan May is out. Right now, week to week. Well, he is week to week. I think he's week to week. Okay. Uh, he's not playing this week, so that'll be a week. So that's right. why I went week to week there. Yeah, and I guess that's why we really haven't had the goaltender talk because I was wondering because we, we had that once you brought up the rotation. I was like, ooh, okay, now I'm starting to see where we're at here. Yeah. But then we haven't seen Evan May since that last game against Calgary. Against Calgary. Well, that it would have been, what did we have? So you had no, the home and home with Edmonton, so it was McCallum, Zahara. Yeah. May was supposed to play Wait, last, last night. night. Okay, yeah. But didn't happen. McCallum in there and wondered what was up. Okay, so, so he— So McCallum was in, so by the process of elimination, probably Zahara against Calgary on Friday. Ooh. And then potentially McCa- back to McCallum against Lethbridge again on Saturday. Are Ooh. we kind of over the, the back-to-back? Do you think now with the three goaltenders and, you know, with May out, we wouldn't see a Zahara, Zahara? Or McCallum, I don't think McCallum? you would. I think you just— Rotate, rotate till the higher powers say we're done with this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never know what you're going to get on the other side, yeah. right? Well, and Brady Smith wasn't ideal last night, but he wasn't bad either. So I think you'll see him again on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think frustration got the best of him too. 100%. I can't. I can't remember what goal. It might even have been when it was O's goal, but you his head went down, and you could just you could sense the defeat. And after that, he just wasn't really in the well, game. Well, they're down by two shots. Like, you still had a chance there, right? Yeah. The third, so you could just tell that he was, he was done. That's tough yeah. coming back from three down. Listen, when you get peppered with, what, 33 shots? Yeah. And they're not like they're, uh, they're, they're consistent shots. They're good mm-hmm. shots from wherever. And a hard night. Yeah. But their loss is the Tigers' gain. Oh, no. Whatever will we do? <laughs> Ta- you know what, B? Here's what I would like to say. I don't know if we're, we're up against it or not. Uh, for Saturday's game... Last game before Christmas. I know it's kind of the week before college kids would be maybe out, or would they be out this week? Uh, or next week, Next maybe. week. Next I week. Think. So that's kind of too bad. But man, it's the last game before Christmas. I know we got a couple home games coming up. Or actually, we got three? 
Or you're you're going to see an, an uptick in, in... I think those games against uh, Swift Current and Lethbridge after Christmas are going to be really well-attended I also games. think Saturday's game against Lethbridge will be good. I, this, this team is slowly starting to jump on board. Fridays have been tough, and I think it's because you either got Christmas parties, you're of working... Course, yeah. And I, I don't fault anyone from like the Tuesday-Wednesday games. Those are hard. To pack up the kids, take them to the rink, those are hard. That's a big day. That's a big day. And, and you're seeing it all over the dub. It's not just a medicine hat. You're seeing not a lot of people going to these weekday games. Well, and I don't know how you change that, and this isn't the show to change that or come up with the sol- the solution to do it. I mean, it's it's, it's a Tuesday it's, or Wednesday game. You just yeah, gotta... it's it's hard because you could be like, okay, well, it's a seven o'clock game. Do you bump it up to six thirty, six o'clock, so maybe kids can yeah, stay a little bit yeah, later? But then you got but to travel got... with everybody else. Exactly. And... Then people getting off work and Jesse has to wrestle a bear to make it work. Don't tempt me. I'll I would. Wrestle. I joked and because we were at the CWE, and I'm not throwing anything. It's not even on the table. I know Calgary would do it. They had like the, they'd have the wrestling matches after yeah. the games. I can't remember what. Faction. I was with like with that Hitman wrestling or whatever. I can't remember what. Someone went in there. Yeah, couple guys. Like they had like four or five matches. Yeah, yeah. which is I think is incredible. It's awesome. I'd love to see some see either a CWE or a Can-Am or whatever come in and that, if like there was an opportunity wrestling. that'd be kind of I'd be kind of cool. I don't there's, know if it would happen. There's nothing like live wrestling. There really isn't. Oh, live wrestling at that Higdon Hall there that night. Oh, it was shoulder to shoulder. I couldn't believe it. Was, and I was, and I got booed. <laughs> you got booed. Poor Gino just needs the ring announcer, and they booed him like all night. Yeah, I think they cheered me at the beginning, and then they turned. They turned, man. I don't know what you did to turn them. Well, then I, I, I liked playing heel. I would love to. I can't really go heel. Oh, you were dishing it back. No, because you're, you're, you represent, <laughs> you know, the Tigers. So when you're doing that, you can't tell people where to go. But in the wrestling ring, someone's gonna boo you. You tell them where to go. Exactly. And, and, and I hope people are like, oh, this guy's such a. A hole. That's like, the point. That's the best. And I was never the bad guy, but I'd love to turn heel. You know, I I I, I get some inspiration from your arch nemesis, Hot Shot Danny Duggan. Oh yeah, that guy. What He'll a, get his one day. February isn't that when they're coming back? I don't know. I, <laughs> there's a Tiger game when they come back. Oh no. So we'll have oh to no. Wait and see. We'll have you to wait and see. literally should have us angle where you just come out like you do the game. Knowing your matches or when Danny's matches, just like I'll be back. Yeah, I'm ready back. And then you come back, and then we somehow have footage of it. Yeah, we'll take care of some business over at the Higdon. <laughs> <laughs> Gino, man, as always, I, it's a pleasure to talk to you. We got a big weekend coming up. Uh, Tigers in Calgary. That's, I mean, that's gonna be a big game. Let's ride. And then uh, the that big game because you know Lethbridge gonna look for revenge. That's going to be a good game on Saturday. It is. That could so, be a war. Hopefully you can make it out there. Tix.ca to get your tickets. If not both games, you can listen to Gino. He's going to have the call on Wild 94.5. Gino, enjoy your holidays, buddy, and uh, a pleasure as always. It's always a pleasure. Happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate, celebrate with the people you love. Uh, every, it's it's a tough time of the year. It's been a tough year for a lot of people, lot including of people. myself. You know, like things have happened, you know, interest rates. <laughs> yeah, they're great, aren't they? They're so awesome. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? Have a good Christmas. I'll see you guys on the 27th. There we go. We're coming back on the 27th. Against the Red Deer Rebels be the next time. Well, I don't know if we got Tigers Uncaged. You have a special, we have a special guest book for you next week. We do. We do. That's why I wasn't sure if you were coming in or I not. I don't think so. I'm coming. No, I'm not coming. That's why I figured we'd do our happy holidays. But yeah, well, we got a special guest joining us next week. We can't wait. But more Tigers Uncaged powered by Windsor Plywood. And you know they're the experts you need to know. Thank you, Windsor Ply, for sponsoring the number one podcast. Number one. About... The Madison Hat Tigers. Number one, remember that. You know what bothered me? Actually, one thing before we go. On my Spotify wrapped, 
We weren't on there? No, you were my number two for some reason. I'm like, I subscribe and listen thoroughly because I wait for me to say something stupid and I get fired up. <laughs> I was like, how is this not my number one podcast? It was my number two. What was your number one? Uh, Barn Burner in Calgary uh, okay. for the Flames, the Flames yeah, one. That makes sense. I know a few people that work there. Yeah, well, we'll be number one next year. More Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood on the way. Jesse and Lance are unleashing the beast. Hey, maybe keep that beast on a leash. More Tigers Uncaged coming up. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Contractors choose Windsor Plywood. Do-it-yourselfers choose Windsor Plywood. And people who think, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but these can help me. They choose Windsor Plywood too. With over 50 years experience, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for finishing, building, and renovation projects. With fast delivery, great selection, and helpful service, it's no wonder more people choose Windsor Plywood. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. That wraps up another edition of Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. Appreciate you guys for taking the time out, downloading this, listening to it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Lance Dahl going to be back. The whole crew hopefully going to be back next week. And, of course, like Gino and I kind of mentioned, we have a, uh, a special guest from the Medicine Hat Tigers that will join the podcast next week. Very excited to talk to this young man. So we'll talk to him. We'll, uh, we'll touch on how the weekend was. Because it's a big one for the Tigers. I feel like any time that you get these Central Division matchups, it's big. And, I mean, the Calgary Hitmen have played the Tigers very well. A lot different than that home-and-home to start the season. That's for sure. The last time they were here, it was pretty much all Calgary for the last half of the game. And it turned out to be the game. So we'll see what happens, uh, I guess, technically when you're listening to this. Hopefully tonight in Calgary. Then Saturday night, tix.ca to get your tickets for the Medicine Tigers and Lethbridge Hurricanes. That final game before the holiday break. And as history has shown, those uh, Saturday games down at Co-op Place, they've been loud, they've been exciting, and they've been packed as well. So I'm anticipating we're going to get more of the same this Saturday. Ticks.ca, get your tickets. If you can't make it to either of them, well, you can listen to Gino. He's got the broadcast for you on wild94.5.ca if you're streaming that online. But uh, we can't wait to see you again next week with our special guests. One last time, Tigers Uncaged. Go Tigers, go! It's powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Thanks to all who contributed to this edition of Tigers Uncaged. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. New episodes come out every Friday. Get it at wild945.ca and wherever you get your podcasts. Tigers Uncaged!